1: I have a friend who always likes to say that if you ever see him running, it's either because he's running from someone trying to chase him and kill him, or he's running towards a hot Krispy Kreme donut. (laughs) And it always makes me laugh. People in general kind of split into two camps. There's the people who love working out. They love exercising. They're motivated to do so. But there's another group of people who don't like it as much. And in order for them to even get the motivation to want to start, it can feel overwhelming. They don't know what to do. They don't know where to go. They don't know the best thing to do or anything to do. And it can seem so overwhelming that they just don't do anything. And working out, while sometimes it might seem like such a task to take on, it doesn't have to be as difficult or overwhelming as we think that it is. It can actually be made simpler. And in this episode, I have Jared Moon, who is the creator and owner of Garage Gym Athlete, where he helps people just like me and you learn how they can work out, take control of their health, and do their workouts and their exercises even from the comfort of their own home by giving options, giving direction, and giving amazing ideas of some things that you can do in order to be healthier without having to get a gym membership. So get settled in. This is an amazing episode. Jared gives not only exercise advice, but talks about even some of the key things that we need to focus on if we want our exercise to be good, some things that we need to do even before we start exercising. There's nine things that you need to know that he's going to cover with us in this episode. So I'm excited to have Jared Moon on this podcast and excited to share this conversation with you. Let's get started. Hey, my name is Kimberly Beam Holmes, and this is It Starts With Attraction, where we discuss how to become the most attractive that you can be physically, intellectually, emotionally, and spiritually or as this insiders call it, the pies. You can become more attractive to others, and most importantly, to yourself. We will teach you how. Let's dive in.
2: I'm super excited today to be joined by Jared Moon, who has an amazing company. It works with thousands of people, just getting them fitter, getting them better, getting, getting them to be better humans, as I hear him say. A lot, and today, Jared, I just am. So, I'm very excited for you to speak about really how can we become healthier individuals, healthier humans, especially in the arena of exercise and fitness. So, thanks so much for being on. First of all,
0: yeah, I'm really excited to be here and uh, to dive into all this.
2: Yeah. So Jared, how do you start with people? I mean, when you first are either working one on one with an athlete, which you probably don't do a ton of, but when you're working one on one or even when you're kind of talking to a larger group of people that are getting started, either getting started with learning how to train or they've been doing workouts maybe at their home, maybe they've been doing, you know, yoga or Pilates or running or cycling but it hasn't been working for them, how do you even start and, and guide them through what the best things are to do to, to be healthier?
0: Yeah, I think that's a that's a great question. It's gonna be different for, for everybody, right? So when I first started uh, coaching, I wanted to jump straight into, as most coaches do, some sort of fitness assessment. Um, let's see how fit you are. Let's see what kind of movements you can and can't do. And then we can build a program around that this was under the assumption that everybody's going to do everything you say and you know basically be perfect. And so that was my mistake early on as a coach. And so we switched when we do work with people one-on-one to performing a mental assessment first. So we call it our, our mental toughness audit that we uh, teach coaches to use. And we also use internally to see basically what someone's sticking power is going to be. And I feel like you know, we don't have to go through the, all the questions in the audit right now, but essentially anyone listening to this probably knows it, whether they're the type of person who can stick to something or the person who doesn't really stick to things. And, and, that, and I'm meaning new things. Like I'm sure there are a lot of great habits people have built over the years, but like when something new is introduced, how hard is that for you to, to, uh, get into your life? And for some people they're off the charts. If I'm like, Hey, I need you to start eating a cup of broccoli every day tomorrow. You're like, no problem. A cup of broccoli every day. Easy. You know, and then there are other people who are going to have a, a huge time sticking to something like that. So once I kind of know uh, where you're at on that scale is how much I'll put on your plate. And sure. so uh, what I typically do if people score lower or they are going to struggle, it's the one thing mentality. I will never give anybody more than one thing to work on at a time ever if I feel like they're going to have trouble sticking to something. And it might not always be the fitness program like you know, like, I, I love programming. I I, I want to write perfect programming. I want to be very effective. But if you can't stick to the programming, then the programming doesn't matter. And so I, I normally jump back to, okay, what is the one thing that we can we get you to to do? Is it is it walk for 30 minutes, you know, three times a week, like, how many layers do I need to peel back to get you to add one new habit at a time before I can get you to where I want you to be, if that makes sense. And then you know, I could get into what I'd recommend for somebody who does easily stick to things. But uh, does that start to answer your question a little bit?
2: It does. And let's let's talk about that for a second. So if you have someone who is maybe their habits don't, it's difficult for them, the one is enough, and they've got to do it. Where would you recommend for people typically to start? Is it more so a nutrition aspect? Or is it a exercise aspect how do you determine where people should start
0: most of the time it's nutrition so we have um he's he's now one of our coaches kyle he's he's a part of our program for a long time before that uh and this this happened with him uh you know he he wanted to do all these things he was very motivated but he didn't really have the ability to stick to those things and i knew he he really wanted to lose weight and the, the biggest thing for him was going to be nutrition Like, I'm going to still provide the the program and and have that there for you. But I almost don't even care if you do it at first. I really just let's focus on nutrition. And when I say one thing, I'm not saying your one thing is having the perfect diet. You know, we normally peel it back even further. So if you're just starting, and you don't have any good habits. The first thing I normally recommend for people is let's eliminate all liquid calories, like no liquid calories at all. So if you're drinking cream in your coffee, if you uh, have soda or soft drinks or anything like that, let's start there. And normally that is like a huge win and something very manageable for people to start on, on the smaller level. And it actually, if you are drinking a lot of calories, it's going to produce a lot of uh, initial results.
2: That makes a ton of sense. So if, if there are people who are seeing that a lot of their calories are coming from that, but what about the people who they're, maybe they're like, I eat well, I eat, fine, you know, I, or they don't want to make a change in their diet. They're very resistant to that. How do you determine if that's where someone should start? Does that make sense?
0: Whether it's nutrition or fitness, like where they should start? Yeah. Yeah. I, it, typically it's their goal. So if their goal is weight loss, uh, then it's going to be nutrition, like nine out of 10, you know, it's it, the, the program will come secondary. I mean, if you, obviously the, the best solution is a blend of all these things right but we're, we're talking yeah. about someone who who you know is having trouble sticking to these things and so if it's weight loss i'm going to nutrition um and then i yeah like i said liquid calories then after that it's just getting rid of processed foods and, and we keep it really simple not following any one diet protocol like everybody has something that works for them uh, but just making sure that they're getting ris- rid of processed foods would be next and then we start to open the conversation for fitness after that
2: gotcha so they're getting them to a place where they're eating healthy and they begin probably not even just feeling better, which is a huge one that you probably see, but they probably even begin to see some physique changes just for, from that.
0: Yeah. I mean, going back to the liquid calories, we've had people do that. Like maybe they drink and they don't, you don't even know it. So when I say liquid calories, I I would encourage everyone to go back, just do a mental audit right now of the last 24 hours or last week just think about it and even add it up if you can. And for some people, we've seen like 10, 15 pound weight loss from nothing other than let's cut out liquid calories. They see some results. They're super motivated after that. Now we can start talking about vegetables and protein, and then we can start talking about fitness. But you ha- there has to be that initial spark for people to really get bought in and, and want to see more results than they've already seen.
2: Mm-hmm. Makes total sense. So where do you encourage people to start when it comes to working out?
0: Yeah, that that's a loaded question, right? But uh, I think for being healthy, you know, we have a framework for how we program. But for being a healthy human being, it's two things. And for us, that's aerobic conditioning and muscle contraction practice, which sounds super cool or funny to most people, but it really it's is going to come down to aerobic conditioning. So, um, you know, walking, running, jump rope, biking, something like that. And when I say muscle contraction practice, I mean some sort of weight lifting or resistance training that could be body weight stuff, but a blend of those two things is what equals concurrent training. And that is what we use and what we specialize in. And so getting started there is the most important part for anybody Really, yeah, At any level, uh, but when you when you get greater to more advanced athletes, it's just programming it uh, in a more systematic way, a little bit more complex. But uh, if you have those two things in your fitness routine to start, it, you're gonna it's gonna go a long way. And and I could talk about protocols and things that like very tactical things people could do if you want. Uh, but that's that's the big picture uh, where people should start.
2: And how often do people need to train or even if that word is too harsh for some people because they think like train, that sounds so big and scary. How, what does that even mean? But for just working out, how often do people need to do it in order for it to see results, but also in order for it to be um, you know, healthy for them to where they're getting the benefits of it as well, the health benefits?
0: So it'd be three to four times per week, but I like to encourage people to just start thinking of having some sort of movement practice as part of their routine. Uh, I mean, you're probably a lot like me to where I'm going to go work out or train later. And there's nothing negative about that for me. Like, that's what I want to do today. And, and that's, be, you know, I, I've been doing it for, you know, close to two decades. I love fitness. And so that it is something that I love to do. And I'm not saying everybody's going to get there, but trying to find something that you enjoy in in fitness is going to be the biggest part because if if it is walking and you can do that every day that's great but this minimal effective dose um it's good yeah three to four times per week but are you only doing it three times per week because you hate it and if you hate it is there something else that you could be doing that you would like that would still check that box of being aerobic and so when i say aerobic just your heart beating and your blood pumping like would you rather you know throw a ball with your dog or would you rather go for a walk or ride a bike play with your kids in a more structured format? Like, what is it that you could do that you would love to do every single day? That way it's not this check a box, how little can I do to get away with it? It's something that you love to do. And then any habit you build on top of that is just gonna compound your results.
2: Mm-hmm. That is so good. And for me, I do, I love, and I've even said this to the audience before, which is I get up, it's part of my morning routine. My, my workout, I love how I feel in it. Maybe not if it's, you know, running for 50 minutes, but I do love typically what I do. But there was a time when if I didn't have something to follow, you know, and I was just going back to the why, like when I first started in this and I was just going and I saw all these machines, I didn't love that because I felt overwhelmed. I didn't know where to start. I didn't know what to do. And so it kind of took a while for me to love working out or love what I do because I didn't know what to do. You know what I mean? And so, and, and a lot of times during that first part, those first several years, you know, about 12 years ago, when I got into this, I would injure myself a lot because I didn't know what I was doing. And so I just did either what I saw other people doing or whatever it might've been. And that when I got injured, it stopped everything for me. And then I had to recover and then I had to go back. So do you see that in people where they either have a hesitancy because they don't know what to do or a hesitancy because they're saying, I I keep getting injured. I don't like how I feel when I work out. And so I just don't want to anymore.
0: Yeah. I mean, we we see that all the time and that's there. The I'm just going to go do something randomly. So I, I I grew up in gyms. I worked at gyms. Before I was ever like uh, certified to be a trainer or a coach or anything like that, I was just like a towel boy at a gym as like one of my first jobs. And you see these people who have this ridiculous amount of consistency, but the level of randomness is very high. So they're going to the gym every day. That's not a problem for them, but they don't want to be on a program. They're just like, what you they walk to this machine today? They'll go for a walk, whatever. And the unfortunate thing you see these people over like three years, they don't look any different. You know, they, they have not changed at all. And Hey, some people are doing it purely for health reasons. And I get it. Like, I'm not, I'm not putting these people down at all. If, if you just want to be healthy, that's great. But if you talk to these people and they do have some sort of goal and they're confused about why they're not seeing results, it's because of that random nature to the program that they, they're seeing. like, Hey, I want bigger muscles or I want to lose some weight and that's not happening. Then you can jump in to be like, okay, you're going to have to get on a more structured program. And then people getting injured all the time. I see this in a lot of, um, you know, prior high school football stars, if you will, like uh, guys who, uh, you know, played high school or college ball. And then they kind of fitness stopped when that stopped and they haven't done much since. And then they get back into it and the ego kind of drives them forward and they, they get injured and uh, they're just trying to too hard and doing things beyond their their capacity and I think having uh, a well thought out program is really the only direction you can go from there and you got to drop the drop the ego and make sure that you're doing things that you are capable of doing
2: Mm -hmm. so this is totally my husband and here so he a couple of years ago decided his goal and I guess this makes sense for men but his goal was that he wanted a certain size bicep Mm. I don't even remember what the inches was, but he wanted this amount of, and he kept using these words like pump. And I, so anyway, he would, he would go, he would go down to our garage gym and we would do these workouts and he, Jared, every two to three months would get injured and he would have to completely stop. He had, and then he'd have to heal. And then it would take forever him, for him to get back on the wagon and start again until he would get injured. I mean, this cycle happened for about two years. And so it wasn't until I listened to one of your webinars talking about how every day is not training day, every week is not training week. And for even for me, I was like, brilliant, that makes so much sense. So then I told this to my husband, and he was like, Oh, I've never thought of that. Because every time he went down into, you know, our weight set, it was to get his max every right. single time. And he kept getting injured.
0: Yeah, and that's that's the problem with uh there's a lot of high intensity stuff right now that's very popular um and and I think uh, what you're referring to is the difference between training and testing right so yeah. and, and that's something that that we're always uh preaching because we do have a week about once a quarter, and we don't even recommend people do it every quarter we just we provide it every quarter of testing this is this is testing week we are having people tested everything else is training that means we can hit it at lower capacity we can go 80% today uh, we cannot try as hard and that's normally weird for people to hear from a coach who you know has invested his entire life in fitness it's like i'm saying try less hard <laughs> you know like don't don't try so hard you know don't try and try and kill yourself every workout because that will burn out even if you love the high intensity stuff they're You're on a road that I know the end of that path. It's just a matter of time. Like I could just watch you now. And if you're doing high intensity every day, I could just be like, okay, well, where's this path end for this person? At what point is it? Three months. Is it three years? It's going to end the same way for every single person. Uh, So not trying as hard should be a sense of relief for everybody listening to this. Be like, Oh, I don't have to like, it doesn't have to hurt every time. Like I don't have, my muscles don't have to burn. Like I can just like do some movement and kind of go through the motions. And there is an intensity piece, but it's not every day. You know, it's not something that you should be doing every day.
2: Mm-hmm. Jared, I want to ask you a couple of other questions before. I I want to talk about the programming that y'all do because it's beautiful and I love it. Um, but one of the questions I get a ton is specifically from women saying, but I don't think I should lift weights. I don't want to get bulky. I know you get this all the time. Mm-hmm. And or, you know, I just I don't Shouldn't I train differently than a man? Shouldn't I do yoga or Pilates which are great things, although I hate Pilates but you know they' are great things. but it's kind of this mindset of women should do these this certain type of workout in order to be lean and, and healthy and men should do these kinds of workouts to get bulky and you know fit. So what is your take on that? and are men and women different in how they should train?
0: So I think, no. And how they should train is not necessarily different. Go, but going back to that, you should do something that you, you do find interesting. So if that is Pilates or more performance-based training like we do, then, then you should do what you enjoy. But the whole lifting, like females getting bulky from lifting weights is, is such a myth. Like the hormonally, uh, females are not structured to build muscle like men. And for men, it's hard to build muscle. You know, it's 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 not an easy thing. Like that, that's something I pursued for a long time, and you have to be very intentional about eating an excessive amount of calories and and training a very specific way. Like, it's not easy to just accidentally gain five pounds or ten pounds of muscles, and for a guy or for a woman. So, any woman who's concerned about lifting weights and that happening, it's not going to happen. They're like, it's just not going to happen. <laughs> it, it, you know, unless you you intentionally want it to. Uh, the only thing I would say. So, I think one. We can all train the same way. Let's lift some weights and do some conditioning. But I do think that women have other considerations to take into account uh, that men don't need, don't necessarily worry as much about. Uh, and I know you and uh, my wife had, had had some conversations about this, and, and you know some of her, her backstory. But, you know, a lot of these uh, protocols that men have no problem with can cause problems for, for women. So, like, uh, aggressive fasting, high-intensity workouts— they, you know, things like that affect me hormonally different than they would someone like you, you know, that, that could move things backwards for, for a woman and, and a man. So I think there are some considerations to take into account outside of fitness for men and women, but the training, uh, not necessarily. I think a lot of it, um, can be done interchangeably.
2: Mm-hmm. So several years ago, I was a huge CrossFit person into CrossFit. I wasn't necessarily great at it, but I loved CrossFit, the, the the competition of it, everything. Right. This was several years ago, and I got. I mean, there was literally a day that I went into my garage to do some clean and jerks, which were super normal for me, and my warm up weight that day I could not lift, and. It was like I had taken a bottle of Benadryl, and I was so tired all of a sudden. I could not do anything. I couldn't stay awake. I could barely make it through, and it lasted for six months. I went to all of these doctors. They they did all these tests on me. They could not find what was wrong with me. And I still – here's what's crazy, Jared. Even in the midst of all that, I never stopped trying to train because the mindset was – I can't. Like, I have to do this. It's, you know, if I don't, then I'm not good enough. I'm broken. Like, I'm not strong. I have to push through this and get through it. And it was this terrible mindset that I had to absolutely break free from. But it was also the programming that I was doing was not good for me. And I was pairing that with you know, trying to really restrict calories and not taking into account how it was affecting hormones and, you know, all of this stuff. And so I finally just stopped CrossFit altogether, which is what led me into several years of just floating and trying to figure out programming and trying to find something that could possibly work for me. And so it was about a little over a year ago now, that I found Garage Gym Athlete. And because I was spending hours a week, just sifting through stuff on the internet. I'm not trained as a strength trainer. I'm not, you know, I don't have that training. I just know what I like to do. And so I would would spend all these hours trying to sift through training and programming and try and figure something out for myself. And it was so stressful. And so I finally found Garage Gym Athlete. I don't even remember how I found Garage Gym Athlete, but somehow I did. And it has been the biggest game changer in my life. And I am a huge advocate of outsourcing the things that you are not an expert in because it will make your life easier. And you guys are experts in programming. You've mentioned that you have amazing programming. And it's not what I did before that was so harmful to me. It's very much like you were saying, There's, you have those, those days that are harder than others, but it's so balanced. And I have loved every bit of it. And there's traps too. So I, I want you to speak some about how you created Barrage Gym Athlete and what there is, how you how you have set it up to where it's not just for one type of athlete. It's for many types of athlete and even for people who don't think of themselves as athletes. Because I don't think I'd ever think of myself as an athlete. I, did, I wasn't in high school. I wasn't in college. I just like to work out. But... Explain those different tracks you have and how you serve all of these people in a very simple way that's easy to do, easy to follow, and easy to be held accountable with.
0: Yeah. Well, first, let me go back to like what you, so what you were experiencing. It's it's funny because you, you seem like a high achiever. And for high achievers like you and I, we, if there's a problem, our tendency is to work more, to work harder. And mm-hmm. you, sometimes we can't see the work in and of itself is what was actually causing the problem. So I I think that happens to a lot of people specifically in CrossFit because a lot of them are hard charging high achievers and they're like, I'm getting less healthy. I'm going to work harder at CrossFit. It's like, well, hold on. That could be, that could be an issue. Uh, So yeah, we, we have developed and it takes a lot of training uh, or training of people when they come into our ecosystem, if you will, to like help them figure things out. Like, yeah, we're saying don't go as hard, like, you know, it's okay. And we started to use the term athlete very early on, because we just felt like there's a huge difference between um, like an athlete takes things seriously. And and we so we don't mean like, yeah, by definition, you have to be proficient in physical skills, like, like, that's the actual definition of of athlete, but we're just an athlete is serious. So when you say you're going to work out today, like you rearrange your schedule to make sure that the that workout happens, you know, that's, that's the terminology and why we want people to start thinking of themselves as athletes is because it's not this tack on, you know, thing to the end of your day or whatever, if I have time for like, it really needs to be a huge part of your life. And you need to rearrange everything else. Like if you had a call with a, a client or a coworker scheduled at a specific time, the chances of you canceling them because you just don't feel like it is very, very low for most people, especially if you are serious about being good at your job. And but for, for fitness, it's not like that for anyone. Everyone's always like, eh, you know, I'll move it around or like I'll cancel it or, or whatever. So um, I think people thinking of themselves as an, as an athlete is very important. So you take things a little bit more seriously. Now we do have, uh, yeah, we have eight different tracks now. So that's a lot of them. Uh, but we we try and set up a track we call them a track, but it's really just a, a training program that you will, are on that is forever progressing. Nothing ever repeats itself. We're constantly writing new programming and to go to your outsourcing techno, uh, uh, outsourcing, um, idea or term there. Like that's how we describe it to people all the time. Like you could figure it out. You could go get free stuff, but like, I don't change my own oil. Like I can, I'm absolutely capable of doing that, but I don't do it. It's a waste of time for me and it's way cheaper to just go get it done. And so that's, that's how we kind of look at our service. So we have one, if you're dedicated, do you want me to go into all eight or just kind of the ideas behind them?
2: Yes, I mean, however <laughs> much you want to
0: absolutely. Yeah, okay. I'll I'll do the the, the quick overview. So, uh, we have yeah. the shred track which is for is more of our body composition track uh and for people who are looking to achieve that goal. We have our legacy track which is a bunch of our older programs we've put together for people really like and enjoy. We have a three block track which is 30 minute workouts, uh, more um strength conditioning based, hard to kill track. This is our most popular one and it's uh really it's strength and conditioning. And and I don't want that to scare anybody. Like, strength and conditioning is just what I was talking about earlier aerobic conditioning with some strength work. Uh, then we have the endure track, which is for people who are more um, interested in endurance training, uh, the strength track. And for that one's pretty obvious strength track. And then we have the women's health track, which is newer to open up all these different opportunities for people. So uh, you could never get bored with what you're doing and you can kind of find out what you enjoy the most.
2: Mm-hmm. So I have done shred. It was hard. I have done hard to kill, which is amazing. I've also done three block at times where I've been like, I'm not giving up my workout, but I need just a, not as much investment on it. So three block is those 30 minute workouts, but the other tracks, it's more of a five block, which is more 50 minute or really an hour, including warm up, cool down workouts. But right now I'm on the no gear track and it's not because I don't have gear. But it was because I was just coming into like I'm I've, I've coming out of healing from some self-induced injuries from overtraining, and um and so I was like I'm gonna do no gear and not do any of the weightlifting right now, and it has been I have been sore in ways that I have not been <laughs> sore in years from these workouts, and so I haven't done all of them. I'm not gonna do indoor. I'm not gonna do strength. <laughs> But all of them have been so good. I did the women's health track and it they've just all been so good. And there's an app that makes it so easy to follow and to know what to do and to log what you did So the accountability and habit building that's just built into it is phenomenal. And the price is so affordable. Like it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous to pay to go to a gym when you could do this and do the garage gym athlete and have and then use that money to build your own garage gym that'll last you for years to come that's just my personal (laughs)
0: yeah i I appreciate the endorsement
2: (laughs) absolutely i seriously i love it so i know you get this question a lot too because it's called garage gym athlete so clearly the mindset is you can do this at home and you know at your own time in your own gym without having to pay to go anywhere else And of course, you can do it at a regular gym if you wanted to. But what are the key things that people need to start a garage gym?
0: Yeah, it's not a lot. You know, we normally recommend kind of the minimum setup. And this is what I worked with for a long time. uh, A barbell and some plates, a pull-up bar, kettlebell. And if you had like a plyometric box, that you can get most everything that we program done with just those things. And that's not a huge investment for, especially with how many, like when I started a garage gym, it was not popular. Like this was not something that people did. Like you, I had to like find weird people on the internet to like ship me plates and stuff. Like it wasn't that you couldn't just go to rogue or like not to plug them. They're just one of the, the biggest companies. And there are a lot of other, other ones out there now. Like, uh, that you can get, and now they're all competing each other. So things are a lot cheaper, but anyway, yeah, 500 bucks or less, you could have a, everything that you would need. Now you could go way beyond that. Like, like I have, um, and have a ridiculous setup, um, just because it's something that you enjoy, but you don't need a lot to get started. Mm
2: -hmm. It's more accessible. And even just with the things you can do with dumbbells and a kettlebell is crazy and effective. And it doesn't have to be, you know, even right now, like right now, depending on people listen to this, we're in the middle of the coronavirus. And so what I've seen a lot of people say is like, can't go to the gym. Right. But you can go to your driveway or you can go for a walk. You can go to your garage and pick up a kettlebell. Even if you have one shipped to you, it's going to be cheaper and you can use it for forever, basically and get so much use out of it.
0: Yeah, and I think the, and that's where programming, whether it's what we're doing or programming anywhere else, that's where programming comes into play. Like we do focus on minimal equipment, but if if I shipped a, a barbell and some plates to your house and you had no further guidance, but let's just say you know how to do the movements pretty well, like how many days until you run out of things to do? You know, you're like, I'm going to go out there. Like eventually you'll be like, okay, I've, I did this workout already like two days ago and I'm out of ideas for new things. Mm -hmm. And that's, and that's okay because that's not something that like you didn't study it. Like that's not what you do for a living. Like, uh, and so you have to find somebody who does obsess over those things to be able to make, we, we always say we, we turn your garage into a world-class training facility and we Mm -hmm. don't mean the facility is going to become awesome. We're going to take what little equipment you have and through a really well thought out program, get you the results you would see in a world-class training facility because we know so many different ways to use these implements to help you succeed.
2: Mm -hmm. What are the things that, like, key things that you wish all of the people who were members of Garage Gym Athlete or prospective members of Garage Gym Athlete would know? And so, I guess, so what I mean by that is, like, what are the myths that you would want them to have dispelled or the truths that you would want them to be aware of, of the things that they can do to be and become the healthiest that they can be.
0: Uh, I think I I wish everyone knew how integrated human physiology is with everything else. Um, You're training your nutrition how you think on a daily basis, you know whether or not you moti- med- meditate or your cortisol levels. Like, I wish people, I I, I don't want them to have some like t- deep textbook understanding of all these things, but I would love for people to know that everything is connected. A lot of people don't see it that way. Like, some people are awesome at nutrition and they just want to crush nutrition, and some people are awesome to stick into programs, but their their diet is not good. And then some people are good at the, those two things, but. They're so stressed out from work and their cortisol levels are so high all the time. They can't see any results from fitness and nutrition. They're confused about these things. So I wish people would understand balance. And so that we we call it the EO3 elements. There are nine different elements uh, and I can pull up my phone and read them all off if, if you'd like me to. But we have these EO3 em- elements that we want our athletes to check off every day because it's helping to some degree people understand All these things are important. You know, how you chew your food is important for you seeing results in fitness, no matter what you're eating, like all these things are connected. So I think that would be the biggest thing I'd want people to know. Um, And then the second one would be the, that intensity piece. Like just, you don't need to be intense all the time. Like just cool it on the intensity.
2: (laughs) It's okay. It's okay. (laughs) Every single day. I will say with that, e- the EO3 elements that I'll talk about, one of them is sleep, which mm-hmm. is no surprise. But there's every morning when I wake up and I look at my alarm or the clock, not my alarm. I look at the clock. If mentally it hasn't been seven hours, then I make myself go back to sleep because I know in the app that day, it's going to ask me, did you get seven or more hours of sleep? And I'm like, I have to say yes, because I... Because I am, I'm an achiever. I have to do it and do it right. And so I do it because of that. And that's just another part of it that's built in. Like you said, there are those nine things um, like drinking water and getting sunlight.
0: Yeah, I, I got the app easily accessible here. I'll read them off. That way people can create their own checklist because I call this the prerequisites to success. If you haven't, If you're doing any program right now and you feel like you're not seeing results, Keep doing that program, but just add these nine elements into your daily checklist. And I never want any athlete to shoot for perfection. When you start shooting for perfection, you're gonna you're you're gonna you're gonna bail on this habit because you're like, I'm not perfect. I'm gonna you know screw that, I'm not gonna do it anymore. Just try and get as many, look at them as points. Try to get as many points each day, maybe add up your points at the end of the week and see where you're at. so the the nine of them are, um did you get seven plus hours of sleep last night, like you mentioned? So that's what we want all of our athletes to do. Just sleep is so important, you know, and and a great book is Why We Sleep by Dr. Matthew Walker, if anyone's interested in that. Hydration and mineral balance is the second one. So not just drinking enough water. We recommend 50% of your body weight in ounces each day, but having some electrolytes with that, whether that's Himalayan pink salt and lemon added to your water. Um, and then the next one would be nutrition. Just we, we say meat and veggies, but now we're kind of saying protein and veggies because there are a lot of vegans in our program now, too we're not hating on anybody or any type. Um, you know, we're just trying to educate people in every, every way. So make sure you get enough protein and vegetables, blood flow outside of normal training. So that means taking a dog for a walk or just playing with your kids or something else like that. Yeah. Sun getting enough vitamin D digestion. So taking the time to slow down and smell your food and chew your food, um, is so important for your gut health. And if, you want to open the can of worms on gut health and how it affects basically everything in your entire life um, is really big meal timing we think that not everyone should fast but we think that not for long periods but you should have some sort of digestive break whether that could be 10 12 hours you know whatever it is that your your body doesn't have to be processing food Uh, the next one is making sure you warm up and cool down before every workout and then the last one is down regulation so having a meditation practice breathing practice Um, or wearing blue light blocking glasses at the end of the day, all these things to help regulate cortisol and uh, really add all those things to anything you're doing right now. And you'll start seeing more results. I can guarantee it. That's what we've seen over and over with all of our athletes.
2: That's awesome. I love how integrative the approach is too, with what, with what you guys do. It's not just like bodybuilding.com. It's very personal. It's very, well thought out, well structured, well researched. And I, I appreciate it. I just appreciate what you guys do a lot. Where can our audience find you find more about Garage Gym Athlete? Um, the podcast that goes along with it? Tell us tell us more.
0: Yeah, the easiest place to uh, get involved with our training would be garagegymathlete.com. You can uh, we have free trials available. Also, yeah, listen to the podcast for a while. But if you just want to dip a toe in the water it's a gr- garage Mouth outfit podcast um and then another thing uh just kind of good timing um my next book is called killing comfort Mm -hmm. so you could go to killing comfort.com um and depending on when this is published is uh it may or may not be out so you can either get on the pre-release list or just check it out but uh it's called killing comfort but it it's the very integrative approach we've been talking about is like how i i can't stick to things like how do i stick to things that's what this is all about because that Thing that how we open the conversation is is more what i've dedicated my life to uh in in the last 10 years is just i i don't know why people don't stick to things and uh, and i know psychology is is your thing but like helping people stick you know stick to things is what i'm trying to figure out and that's what i, I wrote a book about
2: yeah that's awesome and killingcomfort.com for the book right yeah and then garagegymathlete.com for the training the Garage Gym Athlete podcast, you can find wherever you listen to your podcast. And I recommend all of it. It's been monumental. So thank you, Jared. I so appreciate it.
0: Yeah, thank you very much.
1: Here are the key pies takeaways from today's episode. Just like you heard Jared say, exercise isn't the only thing that we need to focus on. When it comes to our health, we can't discount the role of nutrition. In fact, I'm sure you've heard the saying that you can't out-exercise a bad diet, or maybe even the saying that abs start in the kitchen. But the premise of those sayings is true in that the majority of the basis of our health and our foundation of our health comes from our nutrition, what we eat, how we eat it, all of those things. So I encourage you to do what Jared encouraged you to do, which is to assess the amount of liquid calories that you're taking in per day and just start there. That's easy because first of all, you're just assessing. Take a couple of days to monitor, track and see and you might notice that you're actually consuming a lot more of your calories in that liquid form than you realized otherwise. So just start there and then start by cutting those things out. And that might give you enough motivation for you to move forward in doing the next step, which is assessing how many processed foods that you're eating on a day-to-day basis. First, just taking note of how much of those you're eating and then cutting back is necessary. So start with nutrition. The second point is to consider whether or not you want to try some different types of workouts. Just like Jared said, we need to be doing things that we enjoy doing because if we dread working out or being active, then we're not going to do it. Even if it is quote unquote, one of the best workouts that we could do, if we don't want to do it, it does not make a difference. So pick an area or a type of exercise or a type of movement that you enjoy doing and try doing that three to four times a week over the next week. And here's the third key takeaway. Go back and listen to those 9 key areas of health and focus on getting those dialed in. You can see them in the show notes below, but they have everything to do about how much sleep are you getting? At least 7 hours. Are you getting enough sunlight during the day? Are you eating two healthy meals? There's 9 things that if you just focus on doing those things every day, you're going to feel better as a person. You just will. But the underlying foundation of all of this is that exercise isn't just about exercise. You can do different movements and workouts of the things that you enjoy doing. Pick whatever it is. In the long term, the biggest thing that's going to make the biggest difference is you sticking to something and focusing on your nutrition, focusing on these other areas of your life that are going to give you the energy to want to get moving, to get exercising, and to go and work out. So don't put all the pressure on you to have to work out an hour every single day. Start with something you love. Do it three to four times a week. Focus on what you're eating, how you're sleeping, how you're doing these nine things that Jared talked about, and you will begin to feel better. You can find more at garagegymathlete.com. Sign up for their app. I use it, and I am not being paid to promote it or sponsor it. I fully believe in the way that Jared and his team do their workouts, how they program things. I love what they do over there, and I encourage you to check it out if that is something that you would be interested in as well. Those are my key pies takeaways from today's episode. Friends, I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Remember to go and subscribe to this podcast and leave an honest review. I love to hear from you guys, so be sure to go and do that, and it will also help more people find the podcast as well. You can always find out more information by going to it startswithattraction.com for show notes, for updates, and to join the email list so that every Friday you can get an encouraging email that specifically tells you what you can do to work on your pies so that you can become the best that you can be physically, intellectually, emotionally, and spiritually. Until next week, keep working on your pies and stay strong.